to share some things quickly. Um, if you can increase my volume, thank you. I just want to share some things. Okay. Um, the things we are actually, um, you know, sharing, especially since the beginning of this year, it's just to help us to establish ourselves, walk in the certain wisdom of God, and get the right results. You know, the essence of it is just to to get the right results. So, and one of the ways we can actually get the right results will be to know exactly how God functions and how he expects us to live our lives. Um, I've come to realize that activities does not just guarantee growth in the kingdom. If you want to grow in this kingdom, it's not just about activities. The things you do, how much you pray, you know, how you come to church, how you read the Bible. What really determines growth in the real sense of it is hunger. If you are hungry, because hunger is a sign of emptiness, looking for fulfillment, looking to be feared. So it wouldn't mean much if you are praying and asking God to change you. If you're not ready for change, God wouldn't actually change you just because you asked him to change you. He would change you because you are hungry for it. So hunger is the basics for growth. You know, all through this week, I've just been emphasizing on this. Are you really hungry? Are you really hungry for God? If the answer is yes, to what extent? Because this is where the key is. If you're hungry and you are thirsty, you shall be filled. So, if everything you do does not exhibit or reflect or express your level of hunger, then that is where the challenge is. You know, I always do tell, uh, maybe sometimes I do tell the leaders, I said, um, I, I said to them, you know, there is something about me personally. I, of course, I don't like preaching myself. But there is something about me. No matter the, the level of manifestation, the level of achievement, there's always a hunger for something more. You know? Hunger is a sign of health. It's only when you are healthy that you feel hungry. That's why one of the major things that you will see affected when you are sick is hunger. If you, are, if you are sick, you won't have the appetite to eat. You don't even feel hungry. You know you need to eat, but the appetite is not there because you are not healthy. So spiritual health is not measured by activities. They're measured by how hungry you are for the presence of God, for encounters. Because it's that hunger that will, that will provoke consistency. That will provoke that zeal, that pressing forward. So if there are other things in your life that you know you are hungry, your hunger you have for them seems to be more than the hunger you have for God, then you will notice that you will not have um, an encounter just the way you want to have an encounter. You know, I don't think there is anything in my life I mean, I do have great things in my life. Great things happening in my life. Great achievements. Things I can really put my eyes on and feel fulfilled. But, you know, those things cannot replace the hunger for God. Hunger for greater manifestation. Greater anointing. Greater grace. You know? And this is how 
we should be literally you know developing that hunger I, you know i'm taking my time to talk to you today and when you look around this generation you notice that hunger is really not something that you find we have so many things that distracts us so many things that we we give priority to you know and sometimes it's not our fault we are just filled with something. I remember somebody that was arguing, he said, why won't Ezekiel, why won't Isaiah, Elijah, why won't they be more powerful than present believers? Because they don't have university to go. You know, the person was making a case, they don't have internet. You know, they don't have this, they don't, they don't have the distraction. He said, basically they just wake up and just leave. You know, tend to sheep and goats, and that's all. I said, Well, I can't argue with you because I, I, I'm, I wasn't living in that era. But there is no era that does not have its own distraction. So you don't compare era to era. Yours is unique. So the question is what are the things that are actually taking your attention from God? You know, how desperate are you for the presence of God? You know, I, I, I do tell the leaders things, I, you know, is imagine if you come here on a Sunday, for example, maybe you see this whole place is filled up and then you come on a Thursday, you see half of the number. Where are the rest? What are they doing really? I mean, let's think about it. What are they doing? busy doing what? You know, my mom was always saying, well, you, you guys are always busy doing nothing. You know, it means you can really be busy in life, but you are not really doing anything. But all these things, they show commitment to the things of God. If you see me, Tuesday I'm in Lefke, Wednesday I'm in Lefkosha, Thursday I'm here, Friday I'm in Magosa. It's an expression of hunger. If not hunger for myself, but hunger to see people, people grow in the things of God. And how can God feel that kind of hunger and equip that kind of hunger? So everything is about how hungry you are. It's not really about prayer because most times our prayers are in response to challenges. No really genuine hunger. If everything about your life is okay now, prayer is gone. Even coming to church, you, you need serious follow-up. Why? Because there is no fire on the mountain. No wonder sometimes the Holy Ghost will allow the fire to come on your mountain. Because that's the only way he can get your attention. But when everything is perfect, you don't pray. When everything is okay, you don't pray. So, I, I really want to, you know, nudge us, push us tonight. Because there are certain things of God, God will not reveal to everybody. There are certain realms of God he will not reveal to people who are not hungry. There is a part of God you only know when you are hungry, when you are thirsty. There is a part of his manifestation you will never see except you are hungry. There are certain dimensions of God that only hunger can take you in there. It's not prayer. Except that prayer is an expression of hunger. You know, people cry for power. They want power. They want anointing. But they don't have a corresponding hunger to match up with what they are you know, crying for. How, how is that going to happen? When you look through scriptures, you see men that became so hungry for the presence of God that they, they were willing to go any length to experience God. I keep saying to you, no manifestation you see in this kingdom happens by chance. It doesn't just happen by chance. You may experience something by chance. Just, God is just giving you a taste of what can happen. But then he expects you to rise to meet up the requirements of the new glory you just tested. Maybe you are a worship leader now 
and you notice that a particular day you didn't really prepare to minister. You just came from school. Just finished with friends. And you came and you handled the mic. Immediately you started singing. The anointing started flowing everywhere. And if you are not sensitive enough, you will say, ah, so this thing can happen without preparation. And then the next time you are going to minister, you say, it doesn't matter. I don't have to prepare. And God will shock you. And God will shock you seriously. Shock you seriously. And you realize that what he did the, the last time was just to give you a taste of something. To show you that, hey, there is a level you can come forward onto. And then you count it as if, ah, you can manifest at any point in time. I've learned from these things. So. Some days I will come from school, minister powerfully. And I say, ah, this thing happens without stress. So shall I minister by the Spirit of God upon me. And then I will not prepare when I had time to prepare. And God shocked me seriously. Sometimes I will struggle, I will be sweating. Spirit of God move. <laughs> He's saying for where? Move to from where to where? I didn't have any agreement with you. That I will be moving from where to where. Until one day God said to me, He said, Son, you have to be hungry. I give you things to experience, not because you can experience them. There are certain things of God that God hides so that you be the one to search it out. And it's scriptural. There are certain mysteries of God he hides so that you be the one to search it out. I want to show you some things if I can find it. You know, I have a lot of uh, scriptures before me, so I don't know which one um, I'm supposed to read. Proverbs 25 and verse 2. The Bible said, It is the glory of God to conceal a thing, but the honor of kings is to search out a matter. He says, The glory of God. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. It's the glory of God to, to conceal a thing. That means there are certain things of God he prefers to conceal. God doesn't just walk out on the street and begin to release his mystery and wisdom everywhere. If it is just easy for you to know things about God, everybody will know about God. If it's easy for you to know things about, you know, the manifestations of God and the blessings of God, you just wake up and you have the knowledge. But here the Bible, the writer of Psalms, says something. He says it's the glory of God to, to conceal a, a matter. To hide a thing. But it's the glory of a king to search out that matter. New KJV put it that way. It is the glory of God to conceal it. That means there are certain things of God he decided to conceal so that only kings can search them out. Not every dimension of God is accessible by inheritance. Not every dimension of God. There are some that you assess by level. Study to show thyself approved. You assess them by level. You know, it is easy for us to say, um, you know, if, we, if you have Christ, you have everything. And it is true. But that you have everything does not mean you have a revelation of everything. It is one thing to have Christ, it's another thing to have a revelation. How do you search out a matter? You search out a matter when the eyes of your understanding are being enlightened so that you know what you ought to know. That's why pray, uh, Paul prayed that prayer. I pray that the eyes of your understanding be enlightened that ye may know. 
What are those things? The things conceived by the Spirit. Even the Bible said that even angels desire to look into the same mystery that we look into. Even in the realm of the angelic, they don't know everything. No matter how hungry they are, there are certain things that are not unveiled to them. Don't look at me like that. No angel understands the revelation of God as a father. Father is to sons, not to angels. So no matter how, you know, deep in knowledge an angel is, he can't or they can't truly experience sonship. It's a revelation specially reserved for us as sons of God. Now, I want to make this announcement. There are certain things of God that are hidden and it's your responsibility to search them out. What are those things? I want to show you something. I think if you go to second first Corinthians first Corinthians chapter 2 and verse 6 look at what he said here he said how be it we speak wisdom among them that are perfect yet not the wisdom of this world no now we are going to be looking at those things God hid it's called wisdom now he says something he said how be it we speak wisdom among them that are perfect yet not the wisdom of this world nor of the princes of this world that come to naught verse 7 he now said but we speak the wisdom of God in what in a mystery the wisdom always expresses itself through mysteries let me tell you the truth and Jesus demonstrated that in the scriptures did you notice that many times he would speak to them in wisdom, in parables? Why would he speak to everybody in parables? Then when he gets into the inner place, he would then explain the parables to disciples. It shows you the dimension of God that God can be speaking yet hidden. God can be saying something yet he's not clear with what he's saying. It takes hunger, searching to search out what the matter is. So he will come in the open and share a parable and then the disciples will follow him inside with the hunger to know what is really and they'll say master please, this parable you told us, what is it? I said oh you you are also without understanding okay this is what it signifies and then he will give them and unveil the mystery because we speak the wisdom of God in a mystery. And he will unveil that mystery to them. And he said that this mystery is what God ordained before the world unto our glory. So the mystery is for you. Please follow this word. Now, if you go to the next verse, he said, which none of the princes of this world knew for had they known it, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. So there was Jesus. Do you know that Jesus walked for 33 years on earth and remained a mystery? They could see him, but it was a mystery. Sometimes Jesus came to them and said, who do men say I am? They don't have a seeing problem. They've seen him. They've seen him do miracles, but he was still a mystery. Who do men say I am? Some say you are Elijah. Some say you are a prophet. Jesus said, okay, leave them with their guesswork. You. Tell me. And Peter said, you are Christ. The son of the living God. He said, Peter, flesh and blood did not reveal this to you. For something to be revealed means it, 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 it was hidden. God is not easily readable. The reason I'm saying this is, you know, 
never think you know him. There is a level of knowledge you can only get when you search. You have to search. So, up until they crucified him, they had no knowledge. Just like the Bible said here. If they knew, they wouldn't have crucified him. Even when they crucified him, put him on the cross, they didn't have. Just few understood on the cross, like the, 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 one of the soldiers. When he gave up the ghost, the Bible said that the soldier looked and said, surely this one. That was when his own eyes opened. He said, no, no. Imagine putting nails. He didn't know. Flogging him. He didn't know. Put things around him. He didn't know. There was God bodily. Yet in a mystery. Let me shock you. That you heard thoughts says the Lord does not mean you have that word. There are some thoughts says the Lord you understood in English but not in the spirit. There are some thoughts says the Lord you, you, you heard the word. Thus says the Lord you shall be a great man of God. Amen. That's English language. Do, do, do you have a revelation of that? And that's why you can, you can have that word and still struggle and struggle because you understood it in English and not in the spirit. We speak the wisdom of God in a mystery. You are a man of God is a mystery. You have a great destiny. It's a mystery. I just want you to understand the, the dimension of God. Maybe, you know, I keep saying this. Maybe one night like that when this their whole confused stuff is over. We just come an all night teaching where I will have uh, Pastor Jimmy and be the soldier for the night that day. If you come and you start nodding your head, they will flog you out. You just go home. And I mean what I'm saying. Because I know that when I call for that kind of meeting, everybody will be rushing. But that call and that rushing is in a mystery. Not unveiled. Because some people must not head that day. They will just, this one is not going to stand at the back no room for standing at the back. You go home and sleep. Because if you are not awake in the spirit, you know, you see, when people come to church and nod their head, it shows <laughs> just the same way you can go to class and nod your head. Immediately the lecturer say, class is over, sleep goes. You know that you are under attack. Sleep that only will come when something is serious, something serious is being communicated to you. You know that's a serious challenge. There are some sleep that you they only sweet when you have something important to do in the morning. Once you have something early, you know many of you know what I'm talking about. Let's say that you have lectures by nine. Sweet that morning will be ah, sleep will be sweeter. The day you don't have lecture, you wake up by eight and be rolling. You see the devil. And we're going to teach that night. We'll start from Genesis chapter one. Amen. I know many of you are, you say, what are we going to teach you? That's where we start. We start from there to reschool you. Then end it up in uh, 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 rapture. Ah! We end it up in rapture. Jesus is coming soon to take the church. So we escape into heaven and abandon the earth. What a what a mystery! What a mystery. I know some people are looking at me, but is it not what it is? At the last trump, everybody will just disappear. So before you even hear, just like today, earthquake happened. People didn't understand what happened. 
my own my laptops were just doing and I'm like what is going on mystery amen we'll start from Genesis and those who believe the day will come as a thief in the night and so many things that we hold on to that the reason I refuse to teach some of those things is because we have new students every semester imagine coming into a church for the first time and you are being told something that you have believed the you say this place is the wrong place so we'll have to suck you in with the message the primary message first so that night when people write their names down we are coming for the teaching if you've not been with us for six months you are not coming for that teaching because we're going to change things on that day two women will be grinding one will be taken one will remain yet you know and he said that day shall be like the day of Noah that day was just like the day of Noah one will be taken, one will remain. And we just read in the day of Noah and we leave it there. So the question is in the day of Noah, how was it? Who was taken, who remained? Hmm? And Jesus said, who has done this? He said, an enemy has done this. He said, let them grow until harvest. And in the day of harvest, what will happen? He did not say, in the day of harvest, the harvesters will come and harvest their good trees and leave the, the bad ones. But he said, the first thing the harvesters will do is to gather the, the tires, tie them and throw them where? In the fire. The first thing. Now in the door of Noah, who was who was taken? And who remained? The earth is the Lord and the fullness thereof. And John looked and said, I see a new earth and a new heaven. Let that will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Always being God's desire. Heaven and earth together. One entity. Kings of kings, lots of lords. People think when we, when on the last day, we would stay, we would be in heaven. Okay. As if you are not in heaven. Jesus said, there are so many things I wish to tell you now, but you cannot bear them. But when the spirit of truth will come, it will lead you into all truth. One message Prophet Kubus preached, just one, one man, of, man of God that I know that preached the, the real message. Left Behind series, the men that wrote that book, one of them repented. The, rapture, the whole rapture theory, one of them repented. He said, this, is, this thing is not scriptural. This is not how the Bible What was I saying today? Hunger. If you are hungry, your phone in silence. What's going on? Huh? If you are hungry, there is a dimension of God you're going to see. Now, let me show you something in verse 7. Go to verse 7. 
Watch this. He said, but we speak the wisdom of God in a mystery. Even the hidden wisdom which God ordained before the world unto our glory. Verse 8. He said, which none of the princes of this world knew. For had they known it, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. Verse 9. But as it is written, eyes have not seen, nor ear heard. Uh-uh. Put your, f- madam, put your phone in silence now. Ha. It's well low. He said, but as it is written, I has not seen, nor ear heard, neither have entered into the heart of man. He said, eyes have not seen, ears have not heard, it has not entered into the heart of man. That means that particular thing is hidden. Are you getting it? So, whatever eyes have not seen, ears have not heard, it has not entered into the heart of man, there are things that need to be revealed. Please follow me, because I know some of you, you study the scriptures. He said, the things which God has prepared for them that love him. So, we are talking about something here that you cannot walk out on the street and you see. So, there are things about you. There are design, God's heavenly design, plan, purpose for you that eyes have not seen, ears not heard. Nobody conceived it yet. But if you go to the next verse, verse 10, he now said, please follow me. He now said, but God has revealed them unto us by his spirit. And this is where I love people who are very pro Lambano. He said, God has revealed them unto us by the Spirit. And somebody will now hang on this word and say, he has revealed it unto us by his Spirit. Can I ask a question? Do you know everything God is going to do in your life? Do you know your future? How it's going to play out? Do you know your, your ministry? Do you know the call of God upon your life? Do you have all the details? No. But here the Bible said God has revealed them to us through his spirit. That he has revealed them through his spirit does not mean we have seen it. In the realm of the spirit is already revealed but you need to search it out. That thing that already has been revealed have you searched it to know what it is? For example, there is this game they, we used to watch in, is it Martina or something? There's this game like that they will hide, is it in a, a sword somewhere? Ultimate search. And people... Are we safe? My, uh, is your church safe today? <laughs> <laughs> Please, oh. <laughs> I don't know what's going on here. Yeah. They call it ultimate search. Do you notice that most times it's not the people that with muzzle that do find the thing? Ultimate search does not mean that whatever they are going to find has not already been unveiled, but it's still hidden. It is there, but it's still hidden. It needs someone to search it out. Are you getting this? So, the Holy Spirit unveiled what eyes have not seen, ears have not heard, neither entered into the heart of man, 
But these things are going to be searched out. The reason you don't know them now is because you've not searched them out. It is the glory of a king to search out that matter that God hid in a mystery. So the wisdom was spoken, but it's spoken in a mystery. So what eyes have not seen, ears have not heard, entered into the heart of man, was spoken also in a mystery. You need to unravel that mystery. So long you've not searched it out, it's, an un, 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 it's a, a revealed mystery. But mystery is, remains a mystery. That you are seeing something does not mean you know it, like I told you. They saw Jesus walk on the street, but they didn't know. And the Bible made it clear. It said, for the spirit searches, searches all things. Yea, the deep things of God. So how do we search out a matter? Through the spirit of God. Now, the same spirit that unveiled it will now help you to search the deep things of God. So there are things God prepared for you that are very deep. They are not things you find in the shallow. They are the deep things of God. Some people think that because they heard you are going to be a prophet of nation, it means the mystery has been unraveled. My dear, the mystery just began. You, you now walk a walk of discovery, searching, searching. You know, I tell leaders, I said, Nobody can stand up one day and claim they know everything that's going to happen. I can tell you I'm, I'm going to leave any moment. I'm just telling you. Do you know when I started saying it? I don't. No. You know, I'm a, real, a realist. I don't. I, 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 I don't, you know, I don't do all those spiritual jargon stuff. I'm a realist. It is one thing for God to say, you are going somewhere. When? When? How? By boat or by, by air? You know, this is, you know, you are going to be a prophet of nation. Or oh, immediately, you believe that all the mysteries are unveiled. You go online, take phone, position before your face. Sit down and declare prophetic hour in response to a mystery. Because you, you believe, ah, now I have it. A mighty prophet I am. I will shake my world. And, and the Spirit of God will be looking at you like this. I love God though. He will just be looking at you like this. You declare the ministry. Establish the platform. And then you launch. <laughs> and the devil knows how to put flame. Once you launch, the devil will bring, you know, make it look as if you, you truly you have the mystery unveiled. Ah. I will say, I will leave. Ah, this, this year, you won't see me here. Get prepared, though. I've been singing that song from four years ago. Those who were here, they know. Ah, Papa has been singing this song. Go. They don't even take me serious when I sing that song again. I know. Even when sometimes I say, they, they will just say, I beg you, Papa, say something else. We've, we've been hearing this thing for, for you know. It's a mystery. Every beginning of the year, God, it will be strong on me. 
2020, it was strong on me. I, I'm taking you to that nation. COVID came and God was saying, remain, no. The mystery is not unveiled yet. Is it this God there? Eh? When you think you know, he will do you kosi kosi. And humble you again. And say, learn from me. I'm just telling some of you. You know? Some of you think you already have it all planned out. I'm finishing this year. And I'll do my master's. And from master's, after two years master's, I will get married. When you hear, especially ladies say that, I will marry by 24, 26. I'm just looking at them. Is that so? <laughs> Mystery. My siblings, they will call me and say, but if I, you keep saying when you were young, by 24, I'm married. Who am I to waste time? They will call me and say, do you remember that song? I said, it was in a mystery. in a mysterious ways his wonders to perform it's a hymn God will deal with you <laughs> When he's finished with you, you just say, Father, oh yeah, take lead and follow him. <laughs> you think you are a prophet of nation. You hear clearly. God will finish with you. To the point that you don't want to take one. He said, just take one step, I'll follow. Ha. Because a thousand years is like a day. A day. God can be telling you 2020 in the realm of the spirit it means something else I'm telling you the truth he can say to you in the next two years <laughs> Do you, can you imagine how many people had every beginning of the year how the year will be a year they will explode. Year finish, no explosion. God, God is still dealing with you. what Peter said the reason I'm saying this is that discovering the mystery of God is key if you go to Luke chapter 5 oh it's 8.15 maybe we just round up now Luke chapter 5 and verse 4 and when he had finished speaking, he said to Simon, put out into the deep water and let down your catch, your nets for a catch. Verse 5. And Simon answered and said, Master, we walked hard all night and we caught nothing. Hard work is not a guarantee for success. Hard work is not a, a guarantee for success. 
they worked hard all night. These were master fishermen. We were not talking, we are not talking about men who were just learners. He said, We toiled all night and we caught nothing. But something different here. He said, Nevertheless, at thy word, it means with the word of God in war. When that mystery is unveiled to you, success comes. Remember, Jesus first sat on their boat and said, oh yeah, move a bit. Let me preach from your boat. Imagine people walking all night. They caught nothing. Then somebody said, come, I want to use your boat to preach. I mean, the frustration they, they are supposed to be facing at that moment. But they allowed him to preach. After preaching, and Jesus said, okay, you can now uh, put your net into the deep. They said, look, oh, sir, we've told all night, oh, we caught nothing. Nevertheless, at your word. You know why I'm saying this? Jesus spoke a message using their boat but never really gave an instruction until he finished speaking there is something I want to bring out of that that you have Jesus in your boat does not necessarily mean that you are going to succeed except there is a word he said He didn't say nevertheless because you preached from our boat. He said nevertheless at your word. There, there is a word spoken to you but still in a mystery. That when you search it out and unveil that mystery it will be the answer to every challenge you are going through. The reason I, I picked this scripture is simply because that you heard the word of God preached does not necessarily mean you understood it. Maybe you did in English. It must come by the Spirit. It must come by the Spirit. I'm praying for everybody here. I'm praying for everybody. It's time for us to get hungry, to seek even deeper things. You know, I told someone when we were discussing the scriptures and I said to him, I said, look at the 12 disciples. Look at how far they went and you will understand that a lot of their journey you can tie it to their hunger and how much they pressed in. Paul will say, I've labored more than they hunger. He wasn't part of the beginning of the first 12, but the hunger he had. John had the, the deepest of the revelation about Jesus because the hunger. He was the only one standing there at the cross. The hunger could not allow him to just abandon. Peter did well as well. Although he had issues with law. Chopping ear. difference between everyone here in the next one year will be hunger. God made grace available to all. It's your hunger. If you want to start healing the sick now and you are very hungry for it and you are determined, 
and you go back home and lock yourself and say, Lord, I must start healing the sick. Give me what it takes. Let me assure you, 120%. You pray for the sick, you start seeing healing. You don't like how your ministration goes. If you're hungry for the new level, you get an answer. This is how God works. Draw near to me, and I'll draw near to you. And I'm praying for everybody here that in this season, the hunger to move deeper will come. Amen? Because hunger is a sign that there is a, a yearning. There is something that needs to be filled up. God should not be a part time in your life. Every other thing should be part time. You are not a full time student. It's part time. Don't be, don't be a student forever. But there's only one thing that will become full time and it's, your, it's part of your life, God. last day, Jesus would not tell you, what did you do with that certificate? Oh, you got A. Angel would say, take this seat. For those with first class. Thank God. With my first class, if I depended on that, it's well over. saying you shouldn't get one. But there's more to life. God bless you guys. <laughs>